the the last area that I would uh, talk about is as you approach 2024, you I want people to know you have a choice uh, to love your sales tax return process. Uh, we talk to a lot of people who uh, maybe outsource, maybe they have fully automated, maybe they're uh, using an outside firm or or they're doing it internally and they express frustration concern um, consistently hello you are listening to the saltcast by peisner johnson the sales tax people and for the last 30 plus years we have been providing sales tax solutions and peace of mind to everyone we talk to all right well let's get started and appreciate you guys being on feels like it's been a while different vacations different uh trips out of town visiting clients and we haven't been able to sync up for a few weeks it seems like but um it's given me a good opportunity to revamp how we structure our podcast so i'm excited to see how it goes with you guys love it but uh i hope you guys have had a great few weeks but um today's podcast i wanted to kind of focus in Make sure we're getting to our audience and anybody who listens to podcasts, watches the videos to make sure that their sales tax planning for 2024 is underway. And we're talking about what they need to be looking at because tax planning in general, I think most businesses do, especially if they have in-house accountants or they have, you know, the third party accountant looking at their books, they're making sure that their tax planning going to the next year is set up for them to be successful financially. Um, and they're maximizing, you know, their, their tax strategy. Um, but I think what you guys have seen, and I think why PJ co was almost created in the beginning is sales tax is often under, you know, overlooked and, uh, it's, it's not really included in their planning strategy. And so, you know, they go years without really looking at it. And all of a sudden there's, there's some things out of whack and that they're, they've, they have exposure and, you know, no one likes to be exposed. And, uh, <laughs> I was hoping you guys would be able to cover some, some key areas, um, when they should be looking what they, everybody should be looking at when it comes to their sales tax planning, um, for 2024. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, <clears throat> most people that deal with sales tax are dealing with issues on a monthly basis, right? I mean, they have consistent requirements, but that doesn't mean that as you approach these uh, year end and as you're planning for the next year, you shouldn't take a look at the, the overall picture of what sales tax looks like for you. When you think about where we are today, um, as we approach 2024, uh, we are in the new landscape of sales tax. We don't have to go back into a history lesson here. But the fact is, um, across the board, people need to be recognizing that, that sales tax is a big issue. And they need to make sure that they work to be compliant across the board, across the U.S. Um, because, you know, we call sales tax the biggest uh, margin killer from a tax standpoint, because if you're supposed to be compliant and you're not compliant, then oftentimes the tax comes out of your own pocket with penalty and interest instead of being collected at the time of the transaction, right? Tragic. And uh, <laughs> it is tragic. 
and it comes out, you know, at uh, percentages of 10, 20, 30 percent with tax penalty mm-hmm. and interest. And um, if you're running your business at a 10 percent margin, then that can just kill the margins that you had. So um, but as you approach a new year, uh, maybe you're looking at an acquisition, maybe uh, either as the buyer or the seller, you're looking at a merger. Uh, maybe you've had some significant growth um, and need to understand if that creates some additional responsibility across other states. Uh, maybe you've uh, started a new product line or you're selling new products or new services. Maybe you're just dealing in states who have had some legislative changes that have added some complexity because more and more states are uh, even uh, on taxable services or goods on the books, you know, sometimes that just the definition can be expanded in a way that would incorporate some of the things that you sell that maybe you haven't been collecting tax on in the past. And so you need to be aware of uh, digital products and tangibles, uh, software as a service is always a big one because most, most uh, states don't just say, Hey, software as a service is taxable. They say, you know, in Texas, software as a service is considered a data processing service, and data processing services are taxable. <laughs> and so sometimes you just have to think about the category. You have to think about its definition in that state, how it might be classified. So um, it's good to, to look at this uh, across the board. And so there's, there's at least two areas that, that we typically encourage people to look at, especially. Aside from your, your your processes that are already in place, and uh, those are nexus, right, in the world that we're in, and uh, have, has your footprint expanded, and taxability of your goods and services. Those are two hot spots to consider as you approach 2024. Paul, maybe you have something to say on the topic of nexus. Yeah, no, it's. <clears throat> I think it's it's wise to review, especially as you get to the end of the year. I mean, January is the busiest month in sales tax because you got all the monthly, quarterly, annual filings that are due, and unless you're operating on a fiscal year, it's usually when uh, people are reviewing for the next calendar year. You know, from a nexus perspective, a lot of the states look at from an economic nexus perspective. I should clarify that they look at the calendar year. Um, and so it's a good idea come January um, to, to review what your transactions and sales were like in, in all states and what, what kind of business um, operations you have going on there. You know, do, do we just have customers that are in that state? Do we have any type of presence? Are we visiting any type of trade shows? And then, yeah, what do we have coming up next year that we're planning? You know, are we going to be letting employees go? Are we going to be closing warehouses down? Are we going to be expanding? Um, Because that will have an impact from a nexus perspective that will have an impact on where you're registered, where you stay registered, or where you get registered um, in the the coming year. Yeah, two of the big areas, I think, in in nexus is – obviously the expansion of sales, but um, as as you consider – state by state, just as you indicated, some states look at, um, you know, the following 12 months. Some states look at calendar months um, or the last calendar year. Um, Some states are looking at your total gross sales um, when it comes to an economic threshold. 
some of the states are looking at just your taxable sales. So, um, you know, discussion on taxability is important as well to understand if uh, you've exceeded their threshold in a particular state. And then some states allow you to exclude um, sales that are made on a marketplace platform. Um, and so those are all things to consider. But to Paul's point, a lot of states look at your last calendar year of transactions, yeah. regardless of the transactions they're looking at. Yeah. It's a good time as you approach the end of the year and as you plan for the upcoming year to see if there's been any additional states that um, you have or may exceed the threshold and uh, make a decision on whether you should go ahead and get registered so you're not stuck in that uh, tragic situation of pulling tax out of your own pocket um, with penalty yeah. and interest. But to that point, on, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, depending on the, the the business that you're running, you know, if you're a retail shop, and you're entering into the holiday season, new business could be picking up for you, and inventory could be moving about, and you know, there could be a lot of of changes as far as your business footprint goes, as well as from a sales threshold perspective. So, definitely, definitely a, a good thing to keep in mind as we enter these next few months. There's always a case where you may need to consider deregistering. Right. Uh, maybe things have changed in such a way that um, you, you no longer have Nexus in a particular state, and uh, deregistration may occur. Um, you know, we have seen uh, some companies, and we've done some deregistration projects to help companies deregister, where all of their sales are on a marketplace platform, and. Um, there are several states, if not most of the states, that would not require you to remain registered. In, in fact, there are some states that would require you to stay registered, but there's no responsibility or exposure that you have, even though they would like yeah. you to remain registered. Exactly. Um, managing that on a monthly basis uh, can often be unnecessary if that's the case. So it's always good to look at that and figure out uh, what might be next there. But, but kind of segueing from Nexus when you consider, you know, it's only my taxable sales that are considered in my economic Nexus footprint. Um, it's really important to recognize the taxability of your goods and services. You, you may, uh, for instance, you, you may feel like you have a good uh, setup on that. A lot of people have moved to automated solutions that give you rooftop rates. They're uh, real time. Um, and then you've got product codes or, or taxability that's built into that automated solution, and which is fantastic. Um, but maybe you need to consider the codes that have been selected. Maybe you need to consider new goods and services that might be uh, added to those platforms. Um, those platforms are often continuing to do research and get more detailed and more specific and add hundreds, if not thousands of codes in a year's time. And so it's always advisable to go into uh, your shopping carts that might have um, rooftop rates and calculations already built in or the automated solution that you have uh, attached to your uh, billing system. And just make sure that those codes are hitting um, or, or your SKUs are hitting taxability codes that truly match up with the category or classification of your good or service. You, you don't want to be in a situation where you under tax or over tax. Um, you don't want your customers complaining that you're taxing them on something that they believe is not taxable in their state or they're certain of it. <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know, an error on the code. But uh, a review of all your goods and services, and especially if you're expanding, and especially um, 
identifying states that are making some legislative changes when it comes to what's taxable in their state um, is always a smart thing to do before you approach the new year. Yeah, for sure. I would say we meet with a number of clients who um, who indicate that, you know, I used to just be in this one location. Or I just used to sell this one type of product or service, but now we're going to expand and start selling other things. Well, um, you know, for our clients who are in the food industry, now they're starting to sell physical, tangible product. Well, that's no longer a food product, and so you want to make certain that that code gets updated. This isn't a dietary supplement anymore. This isn't a, a T-shirt anymore. This isn't a, a water bottle or a yoga mat or whatever it may be, you know, and so constantly being aware because tax generally, I mean, let's just be honest, tax departments generally are the last to find out. It's usually sales and marketing, <laughs> and they're out there just blasting this stuff out, <laughs> and tax is like, wait, 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 wait. We can't just sell that to California without, you know, <laughs> taking into account everything that's going on there. So it's a great idea to to be aware of or at least, you know, kind of remind people that, hey, we're still over here in the closet. We're, we're still trying to make things <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we get those comments quite a bit, actually. Uh, yeah. Someone working the accounting or the tax department, and they're the last to know that uh, you're selling a new good or service that yeah. – uh, could create some situations for you. And, and sometimes the law is, is uh, I think the word nuanced is used too much, but I think it's the right <laughs> word. Uh, it really is nuanced. So sometimes it, you can believe that you're providing a service um, and you know what you're doing and you know how you define that, but the state may define it differently. You know, I mentioned this earlier with software yeah, for sure. service. Big versus uh, data processing services. And so sometimes you might have to dig a little bit deeper and, and reach out to somebody to just understand, is, are there some letter rulings? Are there some cases? Um, have there been some decisions related to um, these types of transactions? Um, and, and is there a firm decision on what we do here, right? Because it's not always just as straightforward as you would hope. So as you run into some of those types of situations, then we always encourage you to, to give us a shout. Um, it, what's beautiful in talking with us, it doesn't cost you anything to talk to us. We're going to talk at you in podcast format quite a bit. We're hoping that we share some good information that will be helpful to you. But as you face some more complex situations or you're just unsure and you want to collaborate, gain some confidence on the direction that you're taking, then we love to do that. Um, and, and help people gain peace of mind when it comes to different decisions that they're making. Um, before we wrap up, I, I just want to mention two other areas that I think are important as you approach 2024. One is exemption certificates. If you collect a lot of exemption certificates, um, you might be doing that in a manual process. It could be in an automated solution uh, where you're managing those certificates. But, you know, th there are some states and some situations where there's renewals that come up and you need to make sure that you have a, a renewed copy. Um, when You may be gaining uh, some additional customers and you want to make sure that you have those on hand. Um, now is a good time. I, I know year-end can be pretty busy, um, but as you approach 2024, a lot of times it's, it's not uh, if you're going to be audited, but when you're audited, you want to make sure that you, you don't create a huge uh, weeks-long or months-long project of collecting certificates in those situations. So you just want to be proactive in that approach. So, and, and I, you know, for us, 
back in the day, I would say that exemption certificate management systems, automating that, uh, even we thought was really, really expensive uh, in the approach. But the technology has gotten just dramatically better. Um, the solutions are really incredible, and, and they're less expensive than they used to be. So um, if, if you have a lot of certificates and that's not something um, that you're doing in an automated fashion, you, you might think about in the budgetary process, how, how could we add some budget to um, add an automated solution that would help us manage these better, uh, more effectively? Um, or the, the, oh, go ahead. the flip-flop on that, the, the flip side is you may be paying for an automated solution and you're finding that, mm. you know, I only have 50 exemption certificates and I can manage those on my own. And so maybe for the new year type of a thing, it's, um, you know, maybe we get rid of a software or something that's an added cost. But the other thing with the exemption certificates, why you want to look at them now rather than six months from now, or at least from a from a planning perspective, is that there are a number of states that will issue an annual resale certificate that expires in the calendar year. <clears throat> and so you want to make certain that any exemption certificates that you have that are expiring, that you start contacting the states or contacting the vendors, depending on the, the circumstance or situation, to make certain that you have updated and valid resale certificates. Um, just as a friendly reminder, we encourage everybody or all of our clients to at least get new resale or exemption certificates at every three or four years is a good practice, um, just by way of statute of limitations. A number of certificates don't ever expire, and you can use them for a long, long time, but uh, it's always a good habit just to to get those refreshed um, and doing that at the end of the year is, is a very, very good idea. Speaking of uh, the flip-flop side, as you call it, <laughs> and, and uh, refreshing, you know, you just make me think that uh, I just want to be on a beach somewhere, not uh, dealing with exemption certificates. <laughs> so flip-flops. I do like the imagery. Uh, if, you, if you look at it on the flip-flop side, uh, <laughs> automating that could be refreshing, but so could a beach somewhere. This um, is true. <laughs> but I was discussing this just yesterday with a client, and unfortunately, we can't just bury our heads in the sand and ignore it. So oh, going to the I beach, although did. it may be, although it may be ideal, you can't just <laughs> bury your feet or bury your hands or bury your head or bury your whole body you know, in the sand. Yeah. Right yeah. Can't hide. Yeah. An exposure joke comes to mind. But anyway, hey <laughs> we should carry on, I think. Um, the, the last area that I would uh, talk about is as you approach 2024, you, I want people to know you have a choice uh, to love your sales tax return process. Uh, we talk to a lot of people who uh, maybe outsource, maybe they have fully automated Maybe they're uh, using an outside firm or or they're doing it internally and they express frustration, concern um, consistently. Um, they're just not happy with the solution. And a lot of people feel stuck in that solution or they settle for whatever solution they have because they feel like it's just way too difficult to change solutions or move in another direction. Uh, we spent all this time, effort, and capital in API to connect and, and whatever the case may be. But there are 
that you could legitimately pay less money and be much more happier with the solution if you just talk to some people about what that can look like. So we just don't want people to settle. If you're unhappy with your approach to your sales tax processes, but especially your sales tax return processes, then we would love to chat with you. We'd love to hear about your situation. We hear stories all the time, but we, we do have great answers and good ideas and solutions um, that can help you sleep better and help you maybe not enjoy sales tax, but really remove it from your plate and truly not have to deal with it. So when you think about, oh man, I'm just gonna set it and forget it. Oftentimes people end up regretting that because um, not only do can they for, not forget it, they have to consistently be in it um, and working to help the solution that they acquired to manage it properly. And, and that's just super frustrating and annoying. So if you're facing something like that, we really wanna chat with you. Uh, because we have answers for that. Yeah, and uh, be sure to check us out. I mean, we uh, you can find us at thesalestaxpeople.com. Easy to remember. Sometimes Peisner is hard to remember how to spell that. You know, you know, it's it's P E I, not Peisner, like Thanksgiving <laughs> pies. It's opposite, but salestaxpeople, mm-hmm. com. Yeah, and we invite you to ask any questions you guys might have regarding your sales tax planning uh, going into 2024. And you can email us at info at pj.tax or chat with us on our website. Um, we're, we're available uh, at all times and um, make sure and you know subscribe. And this is where you can get all your sales tax knowledge. Again, Jason, Paul, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, your guys's wealth of knowledge is always valuable. Um, so again, appreciate you guys being on. Thanks, always Ryan. a good time. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs>